Pastor Chuk Sogoye is the senior pastor of Resurrection Life Church Johannesburg. Pastor Chooks is a passionate teacher and preacher of the Word of God. He has been blessed by God with the uncanny ability and gift to explain and unpack deep and complex spiritual truths in very easy to understand and apply formats. He is the host of the radio broadcast programs Living the Life and Amazing Power of Woman. Over the years, Pastor Chooks has been actively involved in marketplace ministries. He is an entrepreneur and business consultant with an avid passion for raising other entrepreneurs and business leaders. Here is Pastor Chooks Ogoye. Hi, welcome to another edition of our online masterclass, Understanding the Goodness of God. Tonight is episode number 32. 32, wow. Let's go into God's word. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. The Bible says, But we all, with unveiled face, beholding us in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image, from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. There's a work the Spirit of God does in the life of a believer. He changes us from the inside and then it manifests on the outside. But he does that work based on what we are looking at. So the image we behold is the image the Spirit of God uses to transform us. Let me say that again. The image we focus on, the image we see, the image we comprehend is what the Spirit of God uses to change us on the inside. So it's important what we are looking and what we are seeing. When we have an image of an absolutely good God, the Spirit of God works that image to transform us on the inside. We are going to go into the auditorium now uh, where I unpack what I just said in a very powerful way. I'll be back in a moment. The Bible says, We all, with unveiled face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord and are changed into the same image from glory to glory. I had shown us when I started this series that when Moses said to God, show me your glory, God says, come. And the Bible said, and God showed him his goodness. And when Moses saw the goodness of God, the Bible said his face was shining and radiating as he came down from that mountain. I am here to let you know, as we begin to see the glory of God and see the goodness of God, our faces will begin to radiate. Listen, the world around us are waiting to see radiating faces of the goodness of God. The world is about to see us manifesting his goodness in awesome measures, in awesome dimensions, that people who know you will be glad they know you. Oh, you didn't hear what I just said. People who know you, people who live around you will be glad they know you because you have become nothing but a shower head to pour out glory and pour out goodness everywhere you go. Come on, can I get an amen? All right. Psalm 31, verse 19 and 20. Psalm 31. You will, you will radiate the goodness of God as you see him. In his word this morning. All right. Psalm 31 verse 19. 
All right. It says, my message this morning is titled, God is good even when he seems silent. God is good even when he seems silent. Psalm 31. Oh, how great is your goodness which you have laid up. Someone say laid up. Someone say laid up. Meaning stored up. To store to lay up something is a process. It's an accumulative process. So if you laid up money, you've been accumulating and saving and putting away and putting away and you laid it up and now the account is sitting on 10 digits. Can I get an amen from somebody? It says, how great is your goodness which you have laid up. Some version of the Bible says, stored up. For those who fear you, which you have prepared for those who trust in you. Wow. So it seems to me that every time I release faith and trust in God, I am rewarded with a measure of his goodness being stored up for me. That's what he's saying there. He says, which you have prepared for those who trust in you in the presence of the sons of men. So God is wanting to demonstrate his goodness in your life in the presence of the sons of men. For what purpose? So that the sons of men can see how good he is. Because the only way men can see how good God is is for those who know God to showcase his goodness. Hallelujah. That's the only way that they can know how good our God is. Those of us who say we know him, we have encountered him, can showcase his goodness and show it forth. Then they can see it. They can experience it. Bible says, all taste and see that the Lord is good. You see, it, it takes a testing. To test something means to experience it. He said, oh, test and see that the Lord is good. I have to test him. In other words, experience him to see it. The more I experience him, the more I see his goodness. All right. It, verse 20. It's critical this morning. He says, you shall hide them. Who is them? If you read in context from 19, you shall hide them. Them are those who fear the Lord. Can I get an amen? Those who trust in God. Can I get an amen? Those that he has laid up goodness for. Those are the ones that is being referred to. You shall hide them. In the secret place of your presence. From the plots of man. You shall keep them secretly in a pavilion. From the strife of tongues. Hey. You shall hide them. I want to talk to you this morning. About the phenomena. That God is talking to us here. From verse 20. 
those that he is laying up goodness for those that he promises to showcase his goodness in the presence of men he says he hides them he hides them in the secret place of his presence so these guys they are in his presence they are not just in his presence they are in the secret place of his presence some night one that says he says the, he that dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty so there is a hiding place in the presence of god where he hides you i want to talk to you this morning about this concept of god hiding us he hides us in the secret place of his presence and he says from the plots of man that's interesting from the plots of man why so 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 this person which could be me or you can i get an amen who is trusting in the lord who has believed god to manifest his goodness in their life. This person who we see in Psalm 37, Psalm 27, verse 13, who had chosen to trust in God, therefore, he is not discouraged. He is not given, he, he, he does not lose heart. That person who is beyond discouragement, that person who is seeing the goodness of God in the land of the living. God says, I hide him in the secret place of my presence from the plots of man. Why is he doing that? From the plots of man. For you to understand that thing of the plots of man, go with me to Matthew. Matthew. Chapter 16. For you to understand what scripture is saying from the plots of man. Matthew 16. Verse 23. Matthew 16, 23. It says, He turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me. For you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. This was Peter being used by Satan to speak to Jesus, to say to Jesus, you will not go to the cross and die. And when Jesus heard those words from Peter, he recognized it wasn't Peter speaking. That it was Satan trying to come through Peter to sow discouragement in his heart from accomplishing his mission on the earth. So he rebuked Satan speaking through Peter. And he said to him, you are not mindful of the things of God. You are mindful of the things of men. So every time the Bible talks about the things of men, the plot of men, we're talking about things that detract from the purposes of God. 
things that take away from the agenda of God for your life. So if you understand that, go back to Psalm 31. He says, I will hide you in the secret place of my presence from the plots of men. In other words, from things that will take you away from my purpose for your life. I have an agenda for you. I have a plan for you. God has got a plan for each one of us. Can I get an amen? A mighty, mighty, mighty plan. But what the devil does is that the devil uses the thinking patterns of men to try to take you away from the purposes of God. So God says, I will hide you from that reason so that you can fulfill that purpose. And what is the purpose of God for your life, for my life? The purpose of God for your life, for my life is that we will display the absolute manifestation of his goodness. Amen. That is the ultimate plan of God for you. The father wants you to be a vessel, an ambassador on the earth who displays, who distributes, who disperses, who dispenses the goodness of God every moment, every second of your life. That's God's plan for you. God wants you to become the full stature of Christ. The Bible said concerning our master, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he what? He went about doing good. He was nothing but a dispenser of good. And he says, he went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. So his job was to do good and release or reverse the things Satan had done in the lives of men. And that is your mission as well. Amen. That is your mission. That is my mission. That the goodness of God can flow through us to manifest in healing, to manifest in prosperity, to manifest in peace, to manifest in, in, in everything that God has secured for us in Christ so that we can share it with the world. Because God wants the whole world to be filled with his goodness. Amen. So he hides the people that he is developing and training and preparing for a season. In the season when God hides you, he may seem silent. I need you to pay attention. He may seem silent, but he is not silent. He is saying something in that season of hiding. What does it look like when he, you are hidden in the secret place of his presence? What does it look like? Hmm. It means in that season that God hides you, you are in a place where God is wanting to work something in your life. But when you look at it from the natural, it sometimes looks like things are not working. When you are being hidden, it looks like 
Every effort you're making to break out is not being appreciated. Nobody sees you. Nobody, nobody sees you. Nobody appreciates your work. And you wonder what is really going on. You will understand it as I, as I preach this message this morning. It's a very interesting season that God hides us in the secret place of his presence. So, when you don't understand that season, it can create a lot of frustration. It might seem like God is ignoring you. It might seem like God just chooses not to answer you. But that's not true. The reason why it seems like God is not answering is God is actually saying something. But he's not saying what you want to hear. So, 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 because he's not saying what you want to hear, sometimes it may look like he's, he is silent. But he's saying something. But not what you want to hear. Because you want to hear something in another way, in another direction. But he's saying something. So I want to show you something this morning. It's something we see. It's a pattern that we see all through scriptures. God hid Elijah at the brook Cherith. If you go to 1 Kings chapter 17, Elijah had just launched his ministry. 1 Kings 17, verse 2. And the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Get away from here and turn eastward and hide. Someone say, and hide. This is God saying to him, and hide by the brook Cherit, which flows into the Jordan. Why will God say, go and hide? When suddenly... Elijah's ministry has just been launched. He had just gone to speak the word of the Lord to the king. If I was Elijah, I'm in the place where I'm expecting a blossoming of the ministry with a lot of, you know, manifestations and prophetic word and different things happening. And God says to him, get away from here. And go and hide. And we know the story. Elijah went and hid in the brook of Cherith. Between the brook of Cherith. I don't know how long he was there. But the Bible says a time came when the brook dried up. And God says the season of hiding is not over. I need you to move from the brook. And go to a widow woman in Zarephath and continue the hiding there. And Elijah took off from the brook and went to the widow's house. We know between the brook and the widow's house, that was the period of the droughts. It lasted three and a half years or so. And that same period, the first season in the brook, Elijah didn't even have anybody to preach to. A national prophetic ministry was was reduced to sitting by the brook. 
Ravens came in the morning, brought food. Ravens came in the evening, brought food. There was no congregation to preach. From the brook, he went to the widow's house. The only congregation he had was the widow and her son. And this period, God hid him in the secret place of his presence. Because he was in the presence of God. Supernatural supply was flowing. Ravens were bringing food in the morning and in the evening. Ravens that will not, that will not <laughs> spare meat for one another. They were bringing food for a prophet. When that finished, he went to the widow's house. A small portion of flour and oil began to multiply. Every day, there was supernatural supply. God was hiding Elijah in the secret place of his presence. Why? Because God was preparing the nation to return to him. There's been idolatry in the nation. The whole nation had followed Baal. Jezebel had turned the heart of the people and, and they have followed Baal. And God needed the prophets to confront the false prophets of Baal and restore the worship of the true God in the nation. And in those years that or months that he was in hiding, God was dealing with Baal. The demon called Baal through the prophets. How do I know? When the season of hiding was over and God said to the prophet, it's time now to come forward. Go and present yourself to Ahab. And he went and presented himself to Ahab. Your season of hiding is over. Confront the prophets of Baal. And Elijah threw the challenge. Let the God who is God answer by fire. And the prophets of Baal agreed to the challenge. And while Elijah said, you guys go first. Me, I will come second. Go first. Call down fire. And they started calling down fire. Calling, calling, shouting, screaming. The Bible said it started in the morning. And shout, 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 shout. Till afternoon, Baal was not showing up. Then Elijah started mocking them. Call him. He's on holiday. The man, the Baal is gone to the toilet. Call him. Call, call him. And they were screaming. And if at some point they were so desperate, they started cutting themselves with knives. Because Baal was a bloodthirsty demon. When he senses blood, he shows up. And this time around, he wasn't coming. E Elijah says, call him. Yeah, I think he went out of town. He's on, he's on official tour. Call him, he will come. And he didn't come. Why did he not come? Elijah knew where he put Baal. Elijah knew for the last three and a half years that he was in hiding. He was dealing with Baal and all the demons that walk with Baal. Bound Baal in hell, chained him down. He knew that Baal would not show up. The seasons of hiding are very precious seasons to deal with stuff in the realm of the spirit. I'm going there this morning. Hallelujah. So when God is hiding you, please stay undercover and understand what is happening. Hallelujah. God used the circumstances of the pit and the prison to hide Joseph. Joseph was hidden. God gave him a dream of the future when he was 17 years old only. 
And he, he didn't handle that dream wisely. If he knew what I know now, he may have you know, acted differently with the dreams that he had. But nevertheless, he opened his mouth and blabbing the dreams and the dreams created jealousy among his brothers. And that led to his brothers, you know, wanting to kill him, ending up selling him into slavery. He went from slavery. He went into Potiphar's house. Now in Potiphar's house, it looked like things were working. Mrs. Potiphar spots him and begins to sexually harass him. He ends up being accused of rape and, and so on and so forth. He ends up in prison. Between, between when he had the dream and when the season of hiding was over was 13 years. He was 17 years old when he saw the dreams. He was 30 years old when Pharaoh made him the prime minister of Egypt. 13 solid years in hiding between the pit, Potiphar's house, and the prison. God hid Joseph. Or he used the circumstances that Joseph found himself in to hide him. And when the time was right, Joseph emerged from hiding to occupy the highest position in the land of Egypt except for the king who was Pharaoh. Pharaoh was the only one who was higher than Joseph. But God used that seasonal hiding to prepare Joseph to be a preserver of the promise of God through Abraham all the way to Jacob. That eventually when his brothers came through, remember the words of Joseph. Joseph said to them, you meant it for evil, but God has turned it around for good. Meaning, meaning, the goodness of God was being stored up for Joseph while he was in hiding. And when finally the hiding season was over and that goodness was poured out, he went from a prisoner to the most important person, the most important citizen in Egypt. Overnight. How do you explain that kind of promotion? It was goodness that was stored. And suddenly that goodness was poured out. Goodness is going to be poured out for somebody. When your season of hiding is over, I said goodness is going to be poured out for you. You, you got to understand what I'm preaching this morning. Because if you don't understand it, you will ruin the season. Then God is preparing you for the greatness that he has for you. But you're coming into light this morning. Amen. God used the wilderness to hide Moses. To prepare him for the exploits in Pharaoh's court. The time that Moses left Egypt and the time that he came back as their deliverer, 40 years. 40 years. Moses was in hiding. In fact, Moses, God hid him from as an infant in a basket then in Pharaoh's house, then Moses, you know, got, got overzealous. We're going to talk about it later. And almost stepped out of the program of God and God had to take him. And his hiding season was extended by another 40 years. And eventually Moses only 
started his assignment at 80 years of age because he he unnecessarily misunderstood the hiding season and he broke something i'm going to talk about it in the second part of my message this morning but that period became elongated may you not elongate the period of hiding hallelujah god used the wilderness to hide the children of israel to prepare them for for taking possession of the promised land you know you remember god said to them there's a shortcut to go to the promised land but if i take you through that shortcut you will see war the philistines will attack you you will see war and you will go back to egypt and the reason that god said that he knew that they were carrying an orphan spirit i spent several weeks at the beginning of this year or earlier this year to talk about that orphan spirit they were carrying an orphan spirit and god knew with an orphan spirit you can't fight you can't contend with with the forces that will come against you when you have an orphan spirit you can't so i need to take you through the wilderness i explained it god did not god did not create the wilderness to punish them no the wilderness was an opportunity for god to reveal his father nature his father heart towards them to provide to preserve to fight their battles so that they can trust him as father in other words the wilderness was an opportunity for god to reveal his goodness to them hallelujah can I say to somebody this morning, wilderness is nothing but an opportunity for God to reveal his goodness to you. God did not make the wilderness to punish. God allowed them, pulled them through the wilderness so he can show them his goodness. So they can trust in his father's heart. But unfortunately, Israel kept on failing their test as they went through that wilderness. So that wilderness was a place of hiding so that God could prepare them for the promised land. But they kept on failing their tests. Hallelujah. God used the wilderness to hide David to prepare him for leadership and rulership in the palace. David was 30, 17 years old when the prophet Samuel showed up in his father's house in First Samuel chapter 16. And say, the hand of God is upon you. You have been chosen to be the next king of Israel. In fact, you are the king now. We anoint you as king. They poured oil on his head. And he became a king in the spirit. There are many of us who are kings in the spirit. The world is yet to recognize that kingship. Hallelujah. But oil has been poured on you. And people can't see it yet. But the, 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 the greatest mistake you will make is to despise the oil that is on your head because you've gone into a season of hiding. David was anointed at 17 years old. David became the king of Israel at 30 years old. 30 minus 17, another 13 years of hiding. In those 13 years, it was really rough for David. He was hiding in the wilderness, running away from Saul. Saul kept on chasing him. Saul, Saul left the serious business of governance. The serious business of ruling the nation of Israel. 
and was running in the bush chasing a 17 year old boy who was growing up to become a man and in those season it was really rough we read we read these things in 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 first samuel how david was running sometimes he even pretend to be a madman just to escape from saul saul would try to kill him saul was chasing him saul took all the soldiers of israel and released them into the bushes to hunt this child and david was in hiding and while this was going on the bible said god brought men who were distressed men who were in debt men who were disillusioned and they gathered around david and david became their leader what was god doing to most to david in the season of hiding david was being honed and trained for leadership in hiding god was preparing him his leadership capabilities were being sharpened by god in that season of hiding when the season was over god brought him forth and he ascended the throne and took charge of the leadership of the nation of israel but it took 13 years we see the same principle of hiding apostle paul gets born again in this amazing encounter on the road to damascus in acts chapter 9 and immediately after nananias prayed for him and his eyes were opened the bible said that paul went out and began to preach to the jews then afterwards maybe i don't know how long that period of his ministry was but the bible says afterwards paul was taken to the arabian desert for three years galatians chapter 1 verse 14 to 18 he was there for three years in hiding and what was he hiding god was hiding him to prepare him for the glorious apostolic ministry that god has put in his heart in his life he hid him in the arabian desert for three years and when the time was up he brought him through god hid jesus for 30 years that's why we don't see any miracle being ascribed to him for the first 30 years of his life he was just there as an ordinary carpenter and he worked as ordinary until the time for his showing came and god brought him through hallelujah it's same principle we see it in the ministry of john the baptist we see that principle all through scripture and i'm saying to you this morning if the hand of god is upon you you will go through seasons of hiding in the seasons of hiding you 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 know if you don't understand it you will be angry at god because things are not working the things that you desire to do are not happening the way you want it to happen please understand what it is it's not a season listen listen it's not a season of no progress no is a season of progress in a different dimension you are taking root down so you can spread your branches up well welcome back what a up what a powerful word i want to i want to wrap this up tonight by saying understanding that the season that god is working on you and hiding you it's a season that you need to pay attention and cooperate with God so that you can build deeply downward so that you can bear fruit upward. 
That's what the season of hiding is. The goodness of God is manifesting in that season as you take root downward and then you can bear fruit upward. God used the same system to train and prepare David, Elijah, Joseph, Paul, Jesus, John the Baptist. There is a season of manifestation. And when you are properly prepared and your season of manifestation comes, your season of showing comes, then you will begin to manifest all the awesome things that has been built into you in your season of preparation. Thank you for joining us. I want to encourage you, if you would like to receive this message as an audio format, please send us a message at plus 2781-421-0835. Plus 2781-421-0835. We'll be happy to send you the audio recording. If you need spiritual help, please reach us on that number. Plus 2781-421-0835. I'll be glad to assist you, send you resources, help you, pray with you, do whatever is necessary to keep you going and to keep you flourishing in the Lord. God bless you. We continue our online masterclass tomorrow, understanding the goodness of God as we go to our next episode. Good night. God bless you. There comes a time in your life when you need a change, an upgrade. You need upliftment. You need lasting results. You just want your life to be real. You need your life to be meaningful, deep, full, purposeful, and easy. You're looking for enlargement, amplification, increase, strengthening. You're looking for growth in your life. You want leverage, strategic advantage, gain and favor, ability to influence, clout and strength. Join us at Resurrection Life Church every Sunday. Visit our website, .reslife.org.za for more information. Make this year your year of being real. Embrace rapid enlargement and leverage. It is your time.